When can I eat? My soup gonna get cold. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Angie, thank you so much for joining us at Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. I am Sherline. And we are the team of Crackers and Soup, a podcast management business. And today we have with us the formidable, the famous, the well-known, the can-never-be-duplicated-the-rate-no-doppel-danger-liker, Angie Jordan, Angie Jordan. Hey, hey, hey. So because Angie doesn't read anything that I send her, I do want to let you know that <laughs> that this is being recorded and this will be on YouTube. <laughs> In addition to the audio being uploaded to wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, got it. So this is how it all started. I'm gonna I'm gonna read your bio in a second, but this is how how, how it all started. First off, I slept like a hot three hours last night. <laughs> and you know, because I was texting you and messaging you at ungodly hours. Number two, Sherline and I like prepare for the call way, way ahead, of, like a half an hour before you even hop on. Sherline's like, I can't hear you. I'm like, I can hear you. She shuts down. She comes back on. She's like, I still can't hear you. I'm going to shut down my computer. She shuts down her computer. She comes back on. She's like, I just got this back. I don't know what the hell's going on with my computer. I had my mic off. <laughs> I'm over here swearing Apple up and down like, my Mac ain't working. What the hell is wrong? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's she what... She's like, oh. I was like, <laughs> she was like, there it is. What happened? I was like, oh, my mic was off. <laughs> So I have no. <laughs> That's shameful for it's a podcast person. So shameful. So so there are no plans to how this is going to go today. It could go <laughs> phenomenal. It could hot mess the shit out of it. So, but that's how we do. That's how we do. I love ratchet, raggedy, hot mess shit. There and we here go. we are. <laughs> that's why we get along so well. <laughs> So Angie Jordan, if you do not know, if it's not fun, Angie will not do it. She will not only not do it, but she will not respond to you to tell you that she's not doing it. <laughs> she will ghost you and then she'll meet up with you like a week later and be like, hey, bitch, like hey, bitch where you been at? Like nothing happened. Like it's an ordinary day. <laughs> the wheezing has already commenced. <laughs> As a marketer at her core, with over 15 years experience, Angie has worked with hundreds of business owners, helping them get visible online through SEO, content marketing, social media, and now podcasting. She's the brainchild of podcast launching and marketing, landing many of her clients in the top ranks in their category, and helping her clients make money through their podcast. When she's not knee-deep in podcast marketing, she's enjoying a glass of wine, reading, are hanging out in her favorite cigar bar. And in the summer, catch her in the sunny beaches of Florida 24-7. 
Her podcast, Podcast That Pays, is slated to launch in spring of 2021. So excited. And even though she's not in the sunny beaches of Florida 24-7 right now, because it is February, this will actually drop in March. Um, she is complaining because it is 63 degrees where she is, and she only is able to go into the hot tub today. Where yeah. Sherilyn and I, it is a hot, balmy 25 degrees, and we are under two feet of snow. So oh. <laughs> that sounds fun. Can I eat my soup? <laughs> so yes, let's talk about your soup. Okay. Angie, what soup did you get? I got the so for my soup today, I chose the um, wild, chicken, and wild rice. chicken and wild rice, and it is looks amazing and it smells amazing, and I would love to have a taste to see if it's amazing. Not gonna lie, I didn't even taste it, and I put Tony Satchery's on it already because that's just what you do. I almost put hot sauce, okay, Louisiana. I got hot sauce in my bag for real. Um, literally, and when I lived in New Jersey, I had to literally carry like a little mini Tony Saturies around and a mini hot sauce to go eat places because people up there where y'all at don't know how to season food as well as we do here. Um, you know, so that's what's going on with my soup. I have my Tony's. If you don't know what Tony's is, then sorry for you and your life. Like you're probably on like the whack seasonal. It's almost like. It's almost like the like vanilla version, like white people version versus the like soul sister, like Tony Satchery's like that's where it's at. So, you know, that's where all the flavor is. But So let's what Sherilyn and I are going to stare at you as you dive in. You have the soup. You have your spoon. Let's get it started. Okay, you ready? Breakfast soup. Can this be like ASMR? Let's try it. <laughs> it warning. Delicious. Warning. There is slurping in this episode. Warning. Warning. There is slurping in this episode. Mm-hmm. It is really good. It's and it's seasoned well. Mm-hmm. It, ain't even, my, it ain't my Tony's boo. That is the one thing that we will like stress about comfort. Uh, spoonful of comfort is it actually tastes good because you know you know we don't go for nothing bland. It was looking a little bland in the container. I'm not going to lie. I was like, ooh, this shit looks bland. Like, this might need some seasoning. I went off of looks alone. And oh, and I she's having a roll. I'm so jealous right now. Yeah, Did you heat up the roll, or did you just eat it as is? I heated it up. It's really good. I really needed this because I drank probably a whole bottle of wine last night. So I have this to soak it all up now. <laughs> and isn't it just like literally feeding your soul? Reach down and touching my soul as we speak. In a free on a freezing cold 65 degree Louisiana day. There's this nice warm chicken and wild rice to just fill you up as you sit by the fireplace and try to warm up your yeah. freezing cold. Because mm-hmm. it's 65 degrees in Louisiana. <laughs> mm-hmm. My floors are freezing. I can't even walk on the floor because I have to have on slippers because it's so cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get oh, it. Gosh. I get it. I, Sherilyn and I 
are all about feeling your pain. Yeah, it's really painful right now. So I'm just thankful. I'm so grateful for this warm soup right now and the sweatshirt that I have on because without it, I would just be freezing. Yeah, it's not okay. It would not have been okay. So Mm -hmm. while you are enjoying your breakfast soup, tell us about your podcasting journey and how you went from content marketing, SEO, person phenomena to the podcasting phenomena that you've now become. Yeah. So I would say, this is really funny. I don't know if you know this about me, Bethany, but my whole online journey began with a blog called Man Eaters. (laughs) I don't know this about you, but I'm so excited about this because this is so Angie. It's very, it's on brand for me, for my life. And I, I was a dating and relationship blogger. And I started out, I started this blog literally to share my dating and relationship stories. Okay. Like I have the best stories, like grimy ones, all the way from like grimy to like really funny to like super raggedy to really ghetto. Like I've got every kind of story I could pull out of my story Rolodex. And so I just started sharing them. And it was really almost like a diary where I was just writing about it. And all my friends loved it. Everybody started like really enjoying it. I grew my blog to like 30,000 people a month, like coming to my blog, which is like huge. And people started asking me, they were like, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? And like, Honestly, like in true, I I had no idea, right? Like I had no idea how I was doing it. I was just being a fool, which is like now my number one marketing strategy. And (laughs) just be a fool. And the, um, so I I was like, dang, this is like a really marketable skill. Like people want to know how to grow their blogs. So I started teaching people. Oh my God. It's so painful to to go back and read my old journals or look at my old, like my first like things that I sold. Cause it was like, Oh God, I forget the name of it. But it was something about like building your blog or like, I don't know, something stupid, real dumb. This whole phase in my, in my career was real dumb, but this is where it started. Like you got to start somewhere. Most people would say their, their stage in the beginning was real dumb. Anyway. So I started doing that and teaching people blogging. And then that, a lot of what I was doing with blogging had to do with SEO. So I started learning a lot of a lot more SEO, copywriting, all of those things that were that would help you get more seen online. And so that's what I was te- like, I started learning more and I kind of got submersed into that world. I did like affiliate marketing that was like straight from Google ads. So like that whole world, I was in that whole world. Um, so I really parlayed that into a digital marketing business where I was for about five years, I was, um, helping people like they would contract me out to do the SEO for their website, um, to do copywriting for them and write blog posts for them. And then social media happened and, um, I started doing social media management, which I hated. It was like a, being a slave, like chained in somebody's basement where every time they were like, get that tweet out. Like, like you gotta be here for this. And like, it was awful. It was terrible. 
So I hated that, but that was part of what I did. Like my highest paying clients were like social media management clients and I hated it. And um, so I did that. I did that for about five years. I moved to Jersey and I was working from home and it was so painful. I was in pajamas every day. I didn't know anyone there. I was like making lunch for my brother for work. And I was just like, who am I? Like, I'm not, you have to understand previously to this, my, I remember like people would make fun of me and I, it was one of my ex-boyfriends and his, his mom always made fun of me because like I couldn't cook, right? Or she said I couldn't cook. And my daughter was like, my mom cooks all the time. Like she cooks all the time. She cooks good. She makes pop tarts and sandwiches and salads. <laughs> I was like, shh. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> she can toast the hell out of those pop tarts. <laughs> They're I mean, perfectly brown. <laughs> So, so anyway, so I, I, I got up there and I became this person that I like didn't know. I was really miserable. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out and get like a part-time job so that I can like be like around people, around people, put on clothes, be a normal person. And, um, and anyway, that part-time job, what I've always done, like what I did before the digital marketing was like, I ran businesses like retail stores. So I went there to get a part-time job and I, I ended up like becoming the manager of the store and then Absolutely. becoming the manager of the largest store in like in North America, like their highest volume store, which is in New York City. So I worked in New York City and I commuted on the train every day. And that's a whole 500 episodes of a podcast on its own. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I did that. And then at one, then I got miserable doing that shit. So then I quit on the train, on the platform, on the subway platform in Times Square. I was like, you know what? I'm not coming to this bitch today. And I called my sister and all, and I was like, meet me, get me drunk. I just quit my like six figure plus job. Like, and I have no other, like no plan. Then I took a job doing recruiting and I, I was in network marketing and I was like, I know that there's something that I'm like meant to do. And I, um, I got a coach. I got into doing my own coaching, life coaching. So like the school of Angie is always open. Um, but it was funny when I started to be a life coach, I thought everyone was going to like make fun of me. Um, and I would tell my friends and as soon as I told my friends, they were just like, bitch, you've been our life coach for a long time. Like you've been my literal life coach for like my whole life. So like, this is perfect. And that's when I started a podcast. And I started my podcast at the very beginning. I want to say, oh yeah, I started my podcast before I had my first client, right? I started my podcast really when I started my life coach like journey. It's really what marked the beginning of my business. and. In that podcast, like <laughs> it's called Get Happy as Fuck with Angie Jordan, still out there. Um, I, I quit it in March of last year and I really went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because I really, really loved it. And my whole thing was just like showing up. I showed up every day and recorded every day and I released an episode every day. 
and when I started and I was able to make, I, I got my first clients from my podcast. And so within five months, I had made 13K directly from people coming from my podcast. And I had over like 10,000 downloads. And it was really just my marketing secret is just like being who the fuck you are and being crazy, right? So anyway, so that's how, and, and I started like my inbox would be flooded with people like, oh my God, like I listened to your whole podcast. I binged it and it helped me to do XYZ in my life. It helped me get out of this relationship. It helped me realize that I needed to do this. And I realized that I was making this really big impact, right? And I loved that. I loved being able to, to, to do that. And for me, and of course, then people started asking me like, how do you, how did you get all this in your podcast? And I was like, Hmm, maybe I could like possibly teach people this. And it took me a really long time, which probably took me a couple years to go all in on like doing the podcast, like, like coaching, podcast coaching or whatever. But in that time, it's like, I, I sort of realized that all these people who I'm connected with online, like I am truly connected with my actual people online. Like I don't like people complain about like their news feeds and stuff and like on the crazy like election and shit and all these like and people are saying I'm like, ain't nobody saying shit like that on my timeline because I deleted all them bitches in 2016. Okay? Like all of them. So like ain't nobody saying <laughs> delete like I deleted them all. And so like my timeline is glorious. It's full of like the most inspiring women, like people doing things that are, are so impactful, are so important. And I was like, you know what? How much more of an impact could I make if I didn't just have me making an impact, but I helped other people get their voices out and create their podcasts that reach so many more people? Like I could literally exponentially like increase my impact by helping others make an impact in what they're fucking doing. Right. So then that's when I decided to go all in. That's when I was just like, you know what, I'm going all in. I'm going to start teaching people how to do this podcast thing. And I had no fucking idea of like what I was doing. I just posted yesterday um, about like when I started last year at this time, I was doing like, $99 sessions and like offering like a payment plan. (laughs) So like, he's like, you get $33 a month. (laughs) And like, nobody was even like buying, like I might've sold like three of them for $33. I'm like, dude, really? So I have a lot to say about pricing in general, but, but anyway, so like that's, I just started. And, and the thing with, with business and with my business is just like, just like I did when I started my podcast, like I showed up every day. I sold every day my business. And then I grew in my first year, a six figure business in my first year. But that's because I showed up every day, not knowing what the hell I was doing necessarily. But that's how I became to the how I came to be teaching that. And now I think I'm the smartest fucking person on the planet. Um, when it comes to marketing and podcasting and yeah, I don't really like to listen to like other big name people who like have podcasts. Like 
I, I don't know. Like, I'm just my own. I'm arrogant. <laughs> however, however, comma, you did all of this by being authentically you. Which is and key. that, it, which is so important. And that's like throughout your entire story, throughout your entire journey, you were authentically you. You were like, you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to show up for it. I'm going to put my all into it. And then when it is, it's, it's exhausting me and I'm done with it, I'm going to transition and I'm going to put my all into this and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to be authentically Angie inside of it. Oh, it's been five years. This is exhausting me. I'm going to transition. <laughs> But the thing five is, years it, is about my limit. <laughs> well, but and the thing is, is that everyone's really afraid of change. They're afraid to drop what's comfortable. You're like, oh, I've I've worked so hard at this. If I drop this now, like, what am I going to do? And having that fearlessness and that courage to just be like, this isn't for me. This isn't working out for me. I'm not happy. Let me leave it and try something else. I think it's it, it's extremely brave. And again, it's part of who you are authentically. You know what I mean? It is. But, it it's also something that creates it, it brings risk brings success at the end of the day you have yeah. to risk things and so changing like that and getting yourself out of your comfort zone and not being afraid to start over you reap the rewards of that and it's all and it's work <laughs> yeah i mean listen i write in my journal all the time i'd be like thank you angie for being who you are thank you for like not quitting on shit. I mean, I do quit on shit. I'm I, I'm a quitter. I quit that shit. I will quit some shit. But like, I've never quit trying to discover like the thing that is like for me. Because listen, when I was doing digital marketing, I didn't have a six figure business. When I was when I had my first business, um, out of college, which was a which was an online boutique called Shop Rich Girl. Um, and I spent $20,000. I got a loan from my grandma to do this online clothing business. And it was the biggest flop in the history of my life. Um, but like, I just, I, I'm very thankful that I'm not like, I, I've just always had that quality to just, and, and listen, it, people have like, I, I'm like, kind of black sheep in the family or like looked at as like flaky or whatever. I I know, like, I know that I am, um, I know that there was more or there's something or there's, you know, like, I just know, I know that. So I never like quit. I never quit. And so I am very grateful for that quality in me. So, so let me ask you, so many people don't listen to, their inner dialogue. So people, so many people don't hear the universe, like beckoning them to into their calling. Were you always like that? Like when you were little or did, or as you got older and you started experiencing life, you were like, I'm unwilling to, to spend and allocate my time on things that don't fulfill me or make me feel good. No, I was just always like that. Like I'm not, it, it's not, Oh, I, I I can't attribute it to something was before I had my daughter, I got so like, I was severely like depressed and like on drugs and like, I mean, not like, I'm not going to say like drugs. Like I'm not like, wasn't like a crackhead and like, 
I, I mean, I just smoked all day. <laughs> like I smoked all day, slept all day, like drank too much, you know, and I was really depressed. And um, I was about to be like, no offense to the crackheads, but <laughs> no offense if you're listening and you're on crack. You know, it is what it is. We all have our things in life, right? So um, I don't if even you have a drug it. problem and you're listening, there is help out for you. There's help. It's not funny. It's serious. But uh, But anyway, so I was like in the lows of the lows and I feel like I had to claw myself out of that. And I, I, I was really an active participant in my healing. And one of those things that happened that was a product of that was just like, I don't take anything fucking serious because there's nothing more serious or there's nothing more, there's nothing more serious than the moment when you down a bottle of pills and hope you never wake up. Like, there just isn't. And so like, once you're in that place, it's just like, I don't care. Like, who cares if you don't, who cares if you get laid off from your job? Like, it just like, who cares? Like, let them bitches call you on the collections. Like, haha, hello. Hello. I can't pay you. Like, I don't have a job. Boo. What you want me to do? Tell me what you want me to do. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I just, from that moment was just when I couldn't Number one, like I worked to get myself to an amazing place where I was truly happy, am truly happy. I know how to manage my, you know, it's, and, and it's a process. I feel like people who have a propensity to like, to be depressed and have that in their life, like it's, not, it's, it's something that they always kind of have kind of and can slip back into. So you have to learn how to like, manage it and grow and like recognize the signs and stuff like that. And so I don't know, it just, that made me, that really shaped who I am and me being able to say, fuck it. Like uh, to be honest, it's just like to say like, this is what it is. And like, I don't care. like, it's very hard for me to hold a serious conversation for very long because I truly do not, it, it's truly not serious. <laughs> Like, oh, well, like, oh, well, like I did this business, but like, whatever, like, oh, well, like I'm on the plane, the train platform. And I'm just like, I can't do this shit. And the other part about it is just that from the very beginning, and listen, I grew up in the Bible Belt. I've been like prophesied over. I've always been this like leader. I've always had that quality about me. And it's just like, I cannot be in, I cannot, it's just the most soul sucking thing for me to be in a situation, relationship, job, something that I truly don't love or have passion for. I just can't do it. It makes me, it literally sucks the life out of me. Um, so yeah, so that's why I think I just do whatever is because I just came from that place of where I didn't even want to live. And so like, I just, I don't know, nothing is that serious to me. It's just not. I agree. I think once you've had something that like mentally, you know, is it, it, it's fucked you up. You know what I mean? Um, 
you start to get to a place where you realize that your mental health is the most important thing. So being happy is the most important thing. So screw that job. Screw the things that don't make you happy. Because at the end of the day, that's your life. You know what I mean? And if it's going to bring you to that place again, it's not worth it. Yeah. And I think so many people... I mean, I, I, like we all struggle with a, a bit of a balance of being like, okay, I need to be responsible and you need to do all of these things. But then if it's also teetering you on the point where like you don't have a life, you're you're going mentally insane and even getting to a point of self-harm, it's like, well, is it worth it? Is it really worth it? Or can I, you know, make things survive otherwise? And of course, everybody has, you know, the issues of like, well, I need to have this income and and I need to do these things. But I think that... um at the end of the day, your, your mental health is the most important thing. Money will come when you make yourself happy. And when you do the things that make you happy and that are fun for you, the money will come. Yeah. And, and I agree. And I, I'll say this too, right? So going along with what you're saying, um, when things really took off in my business, right? Um, the current one that I'm in right now, was when I decided, now listen, I've, I've read all these, all the books and follow like people who are talking about like pleasure and you gotta take, take three hour baths a day and wear your lingerie and dance naked in the mirror on the, but a gram, you know, like I follow those people who like, and I just roll my eyes and I'm like, bitch, I can't take a three hour fucking bath. Like, I can't walk around my lingerie. I got fucking kids. Like, I what the hell? Like, who? Like, clearly, like, so I'm not in touch with them per se. However, I did read the book Pussy, and it was like a really, really, really good book to really help me. It it really helped me to understand this what these what these bitches just trying to say. Okay, because I I wasn't getting it. I was like, that sounds like another job to have to have pleasure, (laughs) like. That sounds like I got to plan this shit out. And then I feel guilty because I didn't have my pleasure today. And then I'm just like, oh, shit, what do I really like? Like, what's going to bring me pleasure? Like, I didn't even know. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. Do I really like baths? Like, do I need, like, what kind of special candles? Like, I need to do, I need to do a, like, uh, um, a pussy ceremony to, like, I don't know, like awaken the pussy gods and like bring me joy and pleasure and money and all these things. Okay. So anyway, the book pussy like really helped break it down for me. It's really not about that. It's really about like being turned on. Like what fucking turns you on about and, and, and also one of my clients taught me this too, which I love, which puts it into perspective. It's called like the 2% rule, like how, and she's a plant person. And so she's like, your plants are so much happier if they can get 2% more sunshine every day. Right. And so it's like, how do you get 2%? How do you make everything in your life 2% better? So when you have to sit down and be on a call with a client, how do you make that 2% more like exciting for you? Like maybe that is having like a really fancy candle, or maybe that is having like a fancy work set up and like a desk you love, or like a laptop that is like the laptop that you actually wanted and not trying to like penny pinch but allowing yourself to have those things that really bring you excitement like little things like if, if it that you need 50 fucking little coin bags and shit in your purse to make sure everything is perfectly organized like 
then that's what you should do. It's like called pussifying everything, like pussifying your life, right? You're taking showers, like what kind of shit are you using? Like, don't get the cheap shit, like get the shit that like get the smell that like awakens you or makes you feel good. I don't care if it's like, you know, six dollars. I don't even know how much body wash costs because I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. So I decided at one point in my business last year, I want to say it was around like July or something like that. I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, oh, I, I'm going to have, I'm, I, I need, I need to make 20K this month. And like, oh, I need to have a 40K month this month. And oh my God. And like, like, like who's going to buy this? And like, e- e- for no fucking reason. Like we want to make 40K, but why? Like, why do you want it? Like, and I had to sit and ask myself, like, why are you making these like stupid fucking goals? This episode is very explicit, by the way. Oh, we, we already have an ex- an explicit tag. So we don't even have to like ad- add additional explicits because it's already an explicit tag. We need tag. to put like four explicits on this one, okay? <laughs> Anyway, so like, I'm like, why am I trying to like arbitrarily reach these goals when I know that when I do, you know what's going to happen? I'm just going to want the next level. So once I hit a 10K month, I'm going to want to hit a 20K month. Once I hit a 20K month, I'm going to want to hit a 40K month. But once I hit 40K months, I'm going to want to hit 100K month. So like, I... So I had to make a decision. Like, am I going to perpetually live in this stress-induced state where I'm always worried about like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this for no fucking reason. Like, really no reason. Like, I had to take an inventory. I'm like, okay, if you only made what you make right now, this next month or this month that you're in, whatever you made last month, like, will you be okay? (laughs) That was like... Yeah, like I'll be more than okay. Like I'm super taken care of. Like I have an amazing like family support. My daughter goes to an amazing school. I take care of her tuition. She's got her car. Like I can go at any moment to my parents' condo at the beach in Florida. I go to my brother's house in the mountains in Pennsylvania. Like I actually have it pretty kind of good. Like I'm having hot tub days and pool days. Like, like. Like, bitch, get your life. You know what I mean? Like, why are you over here stressing? So I decided that I was just going to just fucking enjoy the ride. Like, you know what? I'm just going to, I have to have fun because if I don't learn how to have fun in my business right now, it's the money is not, it, it, that is nothing to do with it. Like nothing to do with it whatsoever because there'll always be a new level that you're trying to hit. There'll always be more things that you can do. There'll always be that. So like, if you can't enjoy the now, the right now, like it is, it's almost like before you, it's almost like dating, you know, let's take it back to my man eater days. If you don't, if you can't love yourself without a relationship, you're not going to love yourself or be happy in the relationship, like period. So it's the same thing. It's like, I can't just enjoy my life and what I'm creating and how I'm doing it and whatever in my business. What's the point? I might as well go get a fucking job where I can clock out at five o'clock and then I could come home and just rest and not have to think about this shit. Or the weekends, I could just not have to worry about it, right? Um, so that's, and that's really when everything in my business just really just took off very quickly when I just decided to have fun. And it's so, all about energy. 
And it's really funny because before our, our phone conversation, I, I always get severe insomnia before things like really start popping off. It's, I don't know if it's the universe's way of saying you're going to collapse yeah. and then everything's going to fall into place. <laughs> sure, I can't sleep very well. Yeah. But that is like my consistent trage- trajectory before things like go into full speed and things are amazing. Yeah. So I was telling Sherline, I'm like, look, you know, we're onboarding new people and we have to, we have to meet that specific goal. Like you just preach to me. There are other people that are listening right now, but that, that sermon was for me. So thank you, preacher Angie. <laughs> Remember my episode I did with Yes, and it was take me to church. Go to church with Angie. That's the name. That's what I titled it for, for Jen's episode. <laughs> so every time she agrees to do an interview, she drops all of the, pe- all of the preach nuggets that y'all need to hear. But it's so funny because I, I was saying to Sherline, I was like, I am. Um, just going to tap and then we're going to jump into our interview. So I just spent like 30 minutes doing EFT tapping. And she was like, that's so funny because I'm listening to Angie's episode right now. And she's talking about EFT. And I sent her a message and it said two words, fucking universe. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how wild is that? Out of all the episodes that you have. Yep. No, I really think that the things that come to us, um, have its perfect timing. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm not going to lie. Almost every time we have one of these interviews, I feel like whoever we're speaking to in that week speaks to something that's like happening to me in the moment. And And it's crazy because it's that much more inspiring. And that's why I love doing this too, because I feel like speaking to these different women who have all of these like intricate things that have happened in their lives and how they're dealing with it. Um, speaks to what I'm doing in the moment, even if it's not as grandiose as what they're doing. Um, it, it just like, it reminds me again, like I'm human and I need to make myself happy at the same time. So I love it. And I'm so, I'm so for everything you're saying because it, it's truly what I'm trying to like incorporate into my life is, yeah. you know, being happy because when I'm miserable, yo, I make my fiance miserable, even if it's not intentionally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I make, I don't have kids, but I have a dog and I make him miserable because I don't (laughs) want to do shit. Like, you know, so it's, it's something that like, it's, it becomes harmonious when you're loving what you do. You appreciate it more because you took time for yourself because you did, you listened to yourself because I'm all about like finding my Dharma. That's what my like goal is, is like finding the thing that I'm meant to do and, and, um, in life and, it's all a journey. And I think even all those crazy experiences you went through, all those shitty jobs that you went through, um, shitty relationships, people, it was part of your journey. It was part of you realizing what is better for you each time. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that the thing I'm meant to do in life is like all the things. Like I actually think like the thing I'm meant to do to do the thing that I'm doing and then move on to another thing. Like I really truly think that. So I don't know. And that 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 um that just came to me from above. You gotta <laughs> download. Yes, I love I love like not only your connection to yourself and to what you're meant to do, but I also love the fact that you said you tried all of the things, you read all of the books and you were like, 
bitch, who are you talking to? Because it ain't me. Because <laughs> there are some times when you, you go on Oprah's book club and you're like, well, Oprah's suggesting it. So I should get, I should get this soul, soul feeling Sunday. And you feel so inept because you're listening to them and you're reading it and you're like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. But when you did find the thing that resonated with you, when you did find that 2% of, let me yeah. make this experience better, just 2% better, just 2%, just 2%, which is a minute fraction in your, in the scheme of your day, just 2% experience, better experience. Yeah. And that compounded to like 4% the next day. And then 6% yeah. the next day. And yeah. that allowed the energy to be like, oh, she's having a damn good time. Well, let yeah. me invite more of that into her life. <laughs> oh, yeah. she can't continue to have this damn good time without, without any green. So let me put some foldable money in her, in her pocket. Like, yeah. oh, she's loving this foldable green. She's treating it right. Let me invite more foldable green. <laughs> And, and here's the other thing I would say about, about money. Listen, I've done, I've been a like self-help, my first self-help book. I still like, I have it. I keep it. It's like my, it's like a Bible to me. It has lots of meaning because it was the first time I ever realized like, holy, like, holy shit. Like I can actually create my life. And I never heard of this concept before, right? Like I just never have. And so in the book, it's called the success principles, Jack Canfield, like old crusty white dude, but, um, you know, whatever it is, but it is, he was talking about if, when you take a hundred percent responsibility for your life, like you have to, and if you can't start there and take all that responsibility, then like, like you give your power away immediately and you immediately are being the victim or blaming, like you're just immediately being this victim. And so Anyway, so one of my core values is self-responsibility. And even my daughter, she asked me the other day, like, what, um, she's like, what do you want? You know, if you could pick the perfect life for me or whatever, like, what do you want me to do? She's trying to decide like college and like, this is weird stage in you know, these people's lives, these kids. It's fucking insane. It was like, so what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I'm just like, what a fucking crazy thing to expect of like an 18 year old. Like they ask people in kind, they ask kids in kindergarten, like, like kindergarten kids. They're like, like, I'm just trying to learn my ABCs. I still don't know. Like we still don't know what we want to do with our lives. You know? And it and it leads to such disappointment because yeah. you know you don't accomplish that, and then you're just you're sitting there and you're like, well, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and crazy to mm -hmm. have those expectations. And, and it's funny because I've been in this, like the self-help world and like, I've listened to all the people and talking about like, Oh God, don't be the manifestation. Y'all the money manifestation, these coaches telling you, like, you just, if you write this shit down 50 fucking times on your notebook, you going to manifest and X, Y, Z girl did. So Something's wrong with you if you don't like, and that's, that's my, like, uh, woo, the teaching about that is like, drives me insane. So I did a lot of this. I did a lot of like the affirmations, like all of these things. And I am here to tell you and tell everyone on here, I'm releasing you of the need to write a bunch of shit down 50, times. Okay. Nothing wrong with like writing out what you want your future to be or like dreaming things of that, you know, nothing wrong with that. However, the thing that 
got rid of all of my money blocks and my shitty money story was making money. <laughs> like putting going into action immediately. My money blocks disappeared when I started making money. And I mean, like little, like even any amount of money. Like when I, for me, it was like I turned my ads on for my $37 offer and I, I would make sales every day. And just the energy of like making sales. So it was just like when people are like, you got to get your money mindset right. I'm like, nah, bitch, you got to make some money. Like you got to sell some shit. You got to show up every day and sell and you got to put yourself out there. And when you start making money, you'll start seeing how it's really, really wasn't that hard. And so then now in your mind, you don't have a block around it because like I sign clients like this while we're on this interview, I might have a ping notification, someone you know, paying $2,500 for a VIP day, just like that. And like, I I didn't, don't feel like I really did anything. So I feel like it's easy. So like, now I feel like it's easy, but that's because I started like making the money. I could have never journaled my way to that. <laughs> but I also see a part of that too, is that, I mean, granted, everybody has a process, right? Everyone has like, if writing things down, you know, gets you into that, like pumps you up and, and, and helps you realize. And I think it works for some people. It doesn't work for everyone. You know what I mean? Because the whole point is that you need to like feel that energy. You need to actually feel it. And once you start feeling it, that's what actually puts it in. So for some people, writing it down helps them visualize and feel it. But that's yeah. not that's not the case yeah. for every single person. And yeah. that's when people feel like, oh, defeated. That Like, oh, this didn't work for yeah, me. Yeah, like, like this didn't work for me. And they didn't do it. They didn't do anything but write it down. It's like. Exactly. Girl. You have to feel it, feel it. and then. Start taking the opportunities that are coming your way to do that. Whether it's a thought that comes your way that you're like, oh shit, I could do this and put it into action. It's not supposed to be like, oh, money's going to fall in front of me. And then that's, that's it. um, I have a podcast episode about that. Like getting the universe to like show up for you is like, I think what it's called, but it's about like when you like you activate the universe by your actions. And so once you, you can put it into, you know, into words, but then once you start acting, then the, you know, like that's when you activate the universe. Like you activate the things to come to you once you act, but you have to first take the action. You have to first, like, you want this like new house or whatever, like start, go, go, go fucking house hunting, like go exactly. to all the open houses, like start putting it out there. Start like acting like you want to, you want to have a membership with like, a thousand people in it. So get started, like hire the support that you need, put the things in place. Like you would already have expand the container, like all those things. Like my life coaching is coming out way more in this episode than I thought. Just so you know, my grandma, my grandma always used to say to me, she used to be like, you know, there was a man who would always pray to God that he wanted to win the lottery and he would pray and pray and pray and nothing would happen. And she goes, and one day God came to him and said, go buy a fucking ticket. Go buy a lottery ticket. I can't help you if you don't take the step that's needed. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Like, that's perfect because some people, that's what I was doing in my self help world. I was just like writing shit down and wishing and hoping. And if you, if you looked at my activity online, like I was just very like inconsistent or I would start selling something 
and I would intend to sell it for the whole week, but then like two days in, nobody would buy it. And so then I would just get really quiet, like little church mouse in the back, like, like, <laughs> like I would quit because I didn't think that it was working or whatever. And so I just think that that's like a lot of that. A lot of people are, a lot of people experience that. A lot of people go through that because it is, I'm, you know, like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I, I was talking to one of my clients yesterday and we were just talking. I was like, dude, like, it takes some balls to do what we do, right? Like it takes balls to just create shit out of thin air and say, Hey, I got this VIP day. It's $2,500. Like come buy it. Like that takes some balls to show up for that. It really does. And I was like, we don't give ourselves enough credit for the balls we got. Really? We, I don't want to say my little, my little thing about balls. balls. <laughs> and it's, and it's <laughs> so true. And it, and it doesn't just concentrate on on money and on business. And that's why I love that one of the podcasts that you chose for the podcast that you listen to is not so chronic because it manifests itself into your body mm. and, and chronic illness and what that looks like and what that, not only what it looks like, but what it feels like. And all of these trappings within your body trying to come out in ways such as a rash or chronic migraines. Like it's your body's way of telling you you're fucking up, but you're not taking any action. So I'm going to continue to break down your body in this manner until you listen. Yeah. And I love her podcast because of that. Dude, her, she's one of my clients, but like when I was doing her, helping her do her podcast, um, and I love Sarah, but because it's, it's brave what she's doing because People are like, she's basically like saying like, fuck science. <laughs> she's basically saying like, no, fuck, fuck Western like, medicine, fuck Western medicine, because it's all about being sick and you're getting these diagnoses. And so once you're taking these diagnoses that like, oh, I, you know, I have lupus, not saying anything about that. My sister has lupus. So like, <laughs> it's like a serious thing, but it's like, instead of, and I've seen it in her. Instead of trying to, like, it's just like you accept that you're just sick. And instead of, like, trying to be healing or healing or doing things for your body, you just accept that you're sick. And so then you take medicine to, like, medicate. You got high blood pressure. You accept that they're like, oh, you got high. Okay, well, I got high blood pressure. So I'm just fucking got high blood pressure. So then here, give me the medicine. And so... It's like, that's kind of what, and so she's kind of raging against that whole culture. And so people who are like really sick and who like, like some people wear their sicknesses like a badge of honor or like this badge of like, they get really offended that she's saying, actually, you're being sick by choice. (laughs) But she's so strategic in how she says it. And her accent is just, it just makes it even more brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But she, she talks so much about what we're ingesting. What are you eating in your body that's causing an inflammation that's causing the reaction to whatever you've been diagnosed with? Because inflammation is like the the root like issue of everything. So many things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so she it's brilliant. I love her work. I love what she does. And I made her like kind of do some episodes that were kind of like rage against the machine. That's what I like everybody to do. I'm like, Raging as a machine, like, <laughs> one of my, one of, this was so funny. One of my clients, I think you know her, Steph Godro. She like, um, she has the, uh, listen to your body podcast. 
And I love her so much. And I was just like, we're like creating a new season for her. And she's like, I'm like, okay, we're going to like rage against diet culture. Like we're going to be like, cause they, they, like people who are intuitive eating coaches, like hate diet culture. Like they like, it's so damaging. It's like created by the patriarchy, like all these things. Right. And, um, <laughs> one of the episodes, <laughs> it was so funny because she was recording an episode and she showed me on Instagram the other day, like when I typed up her podcast notes and we were talking about the episode and I wrote the title in that I wanted, or I wrote a working title and it was fuck Jillian Matthews or whatever. What's her name? Who did the biggest loser? <laughs> and the then one I, that was like, who, who was she rashing on? Lizzo. Yeah, she like Jillian and, and Michaels was yeah. Yeah, Jillian okay. Michaels. Michaels, that's who it is. And and she was and, and then I put in parentheses, I was like, you should really call it that. Like <laughs> you should really name this episode that. Because it was like everything that she stands for, she's like raging against like everything that that woman stands for. And um it's just so funny that you know, I love to when people can step out on what they it goes back to the like the impact thing and like Sarah is with Not So Chronic Podcast, like she's really talking about something that is so important and so impactful. And so like everybody needs, everybody needs to hear it. So yeah, I love that. I love that podcast for that. It's full of amazing information. Um, and like you said, her voice is very pleasant. <laughs> and, I, and I love what you were saying about Steph's podcast because diet culture is, is such a real thing. And there's so, for a hot minute, there was that intermittent fasting, not realizing that if you have certain ways in which your body ingests and digests sugar, if you don't eat for 12 hour time periods, it can be completely pl- problematic. But because it was helping people to lose weight quicker, it was getting all of this buzz. And then there was the um the Atkins diet and it was getting all of that buzz. And all of it is not sustainable. There have been people who have been vegetarians who have who have developed a necessity to eat meat again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to listen to what your body's telling you. And as far as like all these people who don't think Tess Holiday or Lizzo work, let me tell you, Lizzo needs to work out. Because she is on that stage doing all the damn things. Yeah, she needs you to cannot... be able to breathe while she sings and dances yes. and everything. Yes, you cannot look at her and her performances and tell me that she's just sustaining that without working out. Yeah. She's a fucking goddess. Back up off of her. Tess Holiday is a goddess. Back up off of her. They don't need to show you in social media when they're working out to prove that bigger bodies can work out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, y'all want me to show you my workout body? (laughs) (laughs) No, likewise. And the thing is, at the end of the day, um, because, you know, there's a huge rag on the body positive movement. um, And I heard someone saying, like, oh, you need shame. Like, you need shame so that you can get yourself, like, into the right. And I was like, no, I can love myself first. Because I don't care. I could lose 150 pounds and still hate myself. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I need to love myself first and then heal myself, you know, with food, heal my relationship with food, heal, you know, move my body in whichever way I choose, whether that's walking, dancing, working out, you know, whatever makes you happy. It, everything aligns with once you start taking care of yourself. 
and your soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if that's what that person's doing, just because you're not seeing that they're a size two, you know what I mean? Yeah. And first of all, why is it your business? Yeah. What is that person really affecting your life that like not your business. unless we're talking about like 600 pound life where I got to wipe your ass every day. Like I can't say shit to you. Now, if I got to wipe your ass every day and you can't feed yourself because you can't get out of the bed, like you're going to be getting vegetables. <laughs> like, no, exactly. At I that point, set myself up to wipe ass all my life. <laughs> but at that point, it's no longer you. You know what I mean? You're affecting, right. you're affecting others with your inability to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But beyond that, where it's not even affecting you, why do you even care? Like I could care. Less and not only that, but that has more to do with my relationship with myself and what I need to do than it does you. Yeah, like it's true. And I and what you said is so true too about like, and it's the same in business. It's like you think you're going to be happy when, and you think it's about the weight or you think it's about the money, and it never is because once you lose the weight, it. I've I've seen it. Like my mom, she would she went on this like crazy diet. And she lost like 40, 50 pounds, right? This was like years ago. And she was in like, she's always been like around a size like 10 or 12, whatever. And she got down to like a size six. Okay. And like as a size six, going shopping with her as a size six and going shopping with her as a size 12 was the same experience where she's like, and I have to tell her like, can you please shut up? I told her the last time I shopped with her, I was like, can you please shut up? Like, can you please, this is so unpleasant and uncomfortable. Like you're talking about a person that I actually really care about and thinks that looks great, which is you. And like, all you're doing is like bashing yourself. And like, it's so not fun to be around number one. But number two, I saw the same behaviors when she was a size 12 and a size six. That that weight loss did not change how she felt about herself. And that, for me, was the biggest like, whoa, wait a minute. There's like something bigger going on here that like needs to heal and needs to be worked on that is not. And this is what happens with so many people. When And that's why like the whole diet culture and people raging with the diet culture is like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't. For the long term, not at all. It doesn't. You may lose the weight, but you people gain the weight back. It's like the curse of the lottery winners. Like if you, you get all this money, but you haven't expanded your capacity to like to receive, like you haven't expanded who you are to be able to like, like have hold all this money. And so the same thing, like you haven't changed who you are in your head and maybe you're still using some of the same coping mechanisms. So even if you like go on a diet, you, for however long you lose the weight, you still haven't truly created the change or the thing that you need to maintain because you, you didn't work on that. You just worked on the outside. It's like, keeping on it's like trying to get apples to grow off of the fucking orange tree <laughs> it doesn't no. work you gotta go in and like like reprogram it it's like you gotta go in and like change it or learn how to whatever the answer is like more self-love whatever like it's um in one of these books one of these books i have over here uh t harv ecker in his secrets of the millionaire mind he was like when you're doing until you change your like money blueprint and like what you 
your thermostat, like your money thermostat, which you can hold. He's like, if you'll keep spitting out the same results, he's like, it's like to having a piece of paper and like, and you know, going like you have something on the computer and you're pressing print and then you're taking the piece of paper and you're like scratching it out on the piece of paper, erasing like a, a number on the piece of paper. And then you press print again and the same shit comes out because you couldn't, she didn't change it on the computer. You just changed it on a piece of paper. <laughs> like, so anyway, anyway, that's, that's, you know, that's. No, you're, you're definitely, you're speaking loud and clear to me. I a thousand percent agree. Like, I love that. And I hate, I hate the idea of shaming somebody into submission. And I think that that's why these white males are wiling out now because they have to perform a certain way they have in the hierarchy of things or else they're afraid that they're going to lose hold of whatever control that they think that they have. So they're act, they're showing their asses because they feel like if they lose something, it's going to be shameful to them and their family. And that's kind of been their life and their history of how they come up in the world is they shame everybody else to keep them down so that they can, so that they can stay up so that they don't feel the shame of being down. It's, it's like this ridiculous chicken and egg situation. Yeah. And shame simply comes from truly comes from you living your life for others and fear. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you're you're afraid of what others think. You're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't, I'm, I'm not shamed. I'll never forget. My mama says something to me. Oh God, what, what were we talking about? And I just was like, I, I truly am not shamed. Like I truly do not care. Like you could truly show everybody. Like I, I, I don't care. I think it might've been with my body. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm not very modest. And so like, if you have all, it, probably all my friends and family have like seen a titty and nipple ass, like they've seen it all. And so, and I'm not shamed, but like my mom will like see me, my naked body or something. <laughs> That's just how we close like that. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, 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 nobody want to see that. And I'd be like, why are you uh, at my body, baby? I love what I look like. Like leave my body alone. Like I'm not shamed. Like I'm not. And she was like, well, you, maybe you should be. <laughs> That's just it. It's like, I, I, I give my mom all the props in the world because that woman, what, whether she's, you know, a size 16 or whether she's a size two, the woman walks in and she's like, I walked in. I arrived. Yeah. I have arrived. The woman commands attention. Yeah. Because she loves herself. Yeah. Not because it's for anyone. My mom will, everyone loves my mom because they're like, oh my God, is that lady drunk? She's dancing her ass off. And it's like, no, the woman has had water all night. She just loves life and you know what I mean? And enjoys herself. And I give her all the props in the world because she is shameless. The woman's English is a hot mess. Yeah. She will talk to you like, like you can understand every word she's saying. You know what I mean? Like, and I love her for that because. It's you need that you need to have a little bit of shamelessness so that you can truly love and live your life. Yeah. Especially if you were trying to create a business, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to create a business, oh, you yeah. cannot concentrate on other people's opinions or what people because because people are telling you something different every day. Oh, yeah. So you have to go with your intuition and you have to be like, I'm going to listen to myself and only myself and it's going to carry me through. 
Yeah. And I say that to a lot of my clients about podcasting too. I'm like, listen, they're just, there ain't, there ain't no rules. Okay. Now I can give you some things that are like marketing things that will, that are going to help you based on like what you, how you want to show up. So tell me how you like to show up and what you want to show up as and what the fuck you want to say. And I will help you organize this shit in a way that like you can still make some money from it and still get people to actually listen to this shit. And like, let's just do it. Let's do it. What do you want to do? And like, it's not about looking at trying to replicate what everybody else is doing. Like, please, God, who asked my client yesterday asked me, she was like, so what is your favorite thing about podcasts? And I said, honestly, like, I don't really have a favorite thing about podcasts or any particular podcast. My favorite thing is when people just do what the fuck they want to do. <laughs> like my favorite thing is when people like do something original. My favorite thing is when people like don't do it like everybody else does it. Like my favorite thing is like when you incorporate who you are into your podcast, like that's my favorite thing. So there's no favorite, like this is the intro that I love. Like, no, like I was listening to one yesterday and her intro was literally her talk. She talked for three minutes. Okay. And then I was like, does she not have like music in her intro or anything like that? And she talked for three minutes and then she had a music intro, whatever, like a whatever traditional kind of intro. And then she went on, but I was just like, I kind of like that. And only because it was just like, it was different. It was different, but she got to the point, you know, like not like one of my, my podcast pet peeves are people who don't get to the point quick enough. And like the one, I always talk about this one podcast I tried to listen to maybe a month ago and my friend was a guest on the podcast. So I wanted to listen to the topic. It sounded really good. Get on the podcast. Her intro is like two fucking minutes. Then after her intro, she's like talking about what they're going to talk about on the episode. So adding another two minutes. Then when she gets into the actual episode, she's telling us about the weather, what it looks like outside, what she's doing while she's recording. And then at the five minute mark, almost five minutes exactly, she says, so let's just dive right in. And I was like, bitch, listen, this is the opposite of diving right in. Like, this is not what that means. Five minutes, like I tried to listen, but when she said, let's dive right in, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> like, like you're not disrespecting me by saying you diving right in. <laughs> and I feel like that's why we, we all work so well together is because we reiterate to every single client that's in podcasts in a box, you need to do you. Do you. You need to speak your voice. You need to come, come like you want to come correct. You need to produce the podcast that you want to listen to. Yeah. Because those are your people and that's what's going to drive traffic to you. I'm like, don't ask me what I like because I may do something completely different than you. We're not the same person. And you got to be able to show up to that shit and record. And so like, you got to want to show up and record it. So you got to like it. Like you have to get excited about it because if not, that's just going to be mundane and boring and you're not going to want to do that's going to be a thing on your to do list that you do not want to do. So you got to do it the way you whatever makes you excited, like whatever. Like I have a client who's fucking doing singing and doing fucking sound bowls in her podcast. <laughs> like, let's do it. Like, how are we doing it? Like our client, like Tiffany, who's doing podcast in the box, like we were going through naming her episodes and they're legitimate names of rap songs. Like, we're like, let's do it, Tiff. Like, you know what I mean? But that's like so true to her. 
And so, like, she can at least 2%, man. It's back to the 2%. If, if naming your episodes, rap song names is going to make you more excited, 2% more happy to come record, let's do it. Go and ahead. not only is it true for her, it's true for where she is in life right now. Yes. So if that shit ain't true to her in season two, switch it up. Switch it, up. it doesn't have to be the same thing and the same formula. Yeah. And that makes it more interesting. That makes more voices heard. So yeah. I need people to stop being shook about creating a podcast. And I can say that because I was there. I was right there. I was scared to create a Bethany podcast. Bethany was like, hell no. She was like, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I was like, don't look at me. Don't listen to me. My voice is cringe. And then I was like, fuck it. The ones that and, don't want to listen to my voice won't listen. <laughs> and Angie, I mean, truly having today and having this conversation makes me understand that much more why I've liked the podcast, uh, the podcast in a box clients that you've gotten because they might I'm like, people. yes, I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like, Bethany and I were thinking, we're like, yo, we've been liking these clients. Like they're actually, you know what I mean? Like you're excited yourself to like do shit for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said that on my Instagram yesterday. I was like, I figured out the strategy in business show up and be fucking crazy, say stupid shit, be as crazy as possible. And you're going to attract all your fucking people, like have the best clients. Just like you said, I attract some bangers. Like I got some bangers. I got another one coming through that y'all got it. Y'all going to meet this week. But be crazy and wild out if that's who you are. Exactly. Because that's who we are. And yeah. that's why we gravitate towards each other. And that's why we could just sit there and talk for hours yeah. and days. And it'd be like, damn, yeah. it felt like five minutes. But but really, like, my kid graduated from college. But if you yeah. are not that way, you yeah. can still yeah. show, yeah. Up show up. And be you. As a quieter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't, so don't like, fake being wild. Because you know, we can because sniff that shit out like a bloodhound. <laughs> and the thing about it, too, is, like, I would... I don't know. I think it's interesting too that like, like I'm wild and like happy or crazy too, but like I'm also like a cranky bitch. And so in my crankiness comes out because I just be like snarky as fuck. I'd be like, y'all be so annoying. Like, you know, and so I just show up as that instead of trying to be like, hi, I'm Izzy. I'm Izzy. Like, I don't, I'm just like, you know what? I'm so fucking annoyed today because Bethany as we're recording at nine o'clock and like, I'm supposed to eat fucking soup for breakfast. And like, I just can say that. And I'm like, I want to, I'm ready for, I'm ready for the bed already today. That's what I said in my Instagram stories this morning. I'm like, I'm already ready for this day to be over because after this, I got a VIP day. I have to work nine to five today. Like who fucking does that anymore? <laughs> and you have to be, you have to find your people that not only that you can collaborate with, but that you can be real with. Because my email to you was bitch. <laughs> and I your know. email to me was, ha ha, you love you me. me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do, but bitch. <laughs> it's so funny. And it, it's funny because like, I had the idea for podcast in a box and I had this like white guy approach me. And like, I'm not anti-white people. I love white people. My mama is white people. so. I, I mean, sometimes I like her a little bit, but we almost broke up last year. But, you know, that's another story. It's another time. Another episode. Another episode. How not to break up with your mama during, <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> during, during the pandemic and the, like, a civil rights literal, like, movement, right? <laughs> um, 
But anyway, what, what was I saying? I lost it because I was the email. The um, uh, uh, white guy. Folk, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. White guy. White guy, white, guy, white guy comes and he was just like, "Okay, so I can create your own like backend portal for you." And I know people who use him like that, and it's like really like white labeling where they come in and like you put your logo on this portal. Your clients can come into the portal. They upload their shit. And then they do the editing on the back end. They never see or touch the clients. And they charge like $25 an episode. And I was like, hmm. And they don't charge very much to like set up the portal or anything. And I was just like, hmm, okay, this like looks really cool. Like maybe. And I considered it. And then I was just like, you know what? Like number one, I don't love the quality of their work. Cause I listened to some of the podcasts and I was just like, it's meh. Like I, it, whatever. And number two, like I really wanted to like working with you guys is just like, I know I could trust, like it was a, it was a matter of like trust and knowing that it was quality work, knowing that we could have the relationship that we have. And then no, like knowing that my, like the people who that I bring in would be so taken care of. Like even when I'm talking to clients and I'm like, okay, so now Bethany is going to reach out and like, you're going to love her. Like that's what I tell everybody. I'm like, she's like my sister from another mister. I promise. And then everybody's like, oh my God, Bethany. <laughs> and when people found out we were working together, like people were like, oh my God. Like, was like going crazy. But anyway, but I, and I wanted to support, like, I wanted to support, I would, I would much rather support a woman of color than a white man. Like, sorry, but, and, and in everything that I'm, you know, doing, like software that I'm using, things that I'm doing, like I'm paying attention to like who I'm supporting. And it's been like so much fun so far. Like, hasn't it been fun? You guys like working with me? Like, it's just been fun. Like, we're just like, it's been the funnest relationship and it's only going to get better. We're only going to like grow and, and continue and do what we're doing. And it's just been so much fun. And like, I thank you guys. You guys are the best, honestly. So I love you. And I cannot wait until you um, produce my podcast. No, we, I'm excited. We love you. Like, sure, every, like Sherline said earlier, every time we get off a call with a podcast on a box client, and we're kind of going into the last segment of Bisque Please when talking about Podcast in the Box, because that's what you're promoting. Um, which you've been which you've had for a couple of months now. But Podcast in a Box is essentially a do-it-all podcasting service. You work with Angie first, she gets all of your marketing, she gets all of your strategy, she gets all of your even titles of your episodes and and topics and bullet points that you'll be discussing in your podcast. And then you come to Sherilyn and I, and we do all of the intro, the outro, the trailer, the cover art creation, creating uh, interchangeable graphics. And then we do all of the editing. And once that is done, you go back to Angie for the wow. launching experience. And she, she walks you through that. So it truly is, you can get two seasons completed in three months, which yeah. is like unheard of. Mm -hmm. And the synergy of every single client that, that meets with Charline and I is just, we know that they're quality people because of you, because you vetted them, because you've met with them, because you attract the right people for, for who and you coach are. them. 
you coach them in the right way in a way that like now we're excited because they're ready they're mentally yeah, they're ready, ready yeah. and they're ready to be themselves and and I love that so much I feel like every podcast in a box client you've had for the most part has come in very confidently like yes this is what I want this is what Angie and yeah. I talked about like I'm excited I'm ready yeah they're everyone's always excited like after they get on the call with me um excited to get started and it's funny because now I'm just like okay bitch record hit press press record that button press that record that just start start talking if you don't start talking today like i'm gonna get on a plane come up there like because i got them on boxer and they not recorded and i'm just like you just gotta just just say something and i like i'm like just 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 start talking like bethany Charlene will like get it to fucking gather for you like even if you gotta start stop whatever record a little bit here record a little bit there like just give them something to work with like they are that's what they're there for they're going to like help you and i love that you even bethany were just like okay here's some tips for the intro because people ask me and i'm just like i'll just fucking talk <laughs> that's my advice about recording They're like how what should i say i'm like just fucking press play and start talking like what's the problem talk say what you got to say but i realize that they need a little bit like more sometimes and then sometimes all they need is literally to just press the button and start talking like it doesn't have to be they get caught up in this whole like how it's going to flow, what I got to do. I'm like, you don't even have to do that kind of shit. Like you can just show up and start talking. Like that's the first step. The first step for everyone wanting to start a podcast, you heard it here today, start fucking talking. Even before you go into your planning podcast stages, start talking and see, like, get a feel for it. Get a feel for like how you sound on audio. Like get a feel for like talking through, do a practice episode. I did a practice episode for a pretend podcast called fuck the shit <laughs> i don't even have that podcast but i have the like the name is called fuck the shit and i'm on, on my recording and it's like welcome back to fuck the shit this is angie like i got a whole episode about fuck the shit and i don't even remember what i was talking about on fuck the shit but it'd be a great podcast for me um, so why was it that and not this was this taken <laughs> no 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 I, it's not even a real like thing it's because i there's this like and i have to send it to you there's this video of um god i don't i i think it's mr turner have you uh, have you seen it where he gets arrested and like okay so he gets arrested this is like an old 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 video i'm gonna send it to you and you're gonna die laughing so he, he gets arrested and they're there and he's like they they're, they want to do this like field sobriety test on him on mr turner and they're like, Mr. Turner, we're recording this. And this like real old timey recording. Like we're going to record this for like training purposes, whatever. And he was just like, he was like, oh, uh, he was like, ah, I tell you right now, I was drinking, but I wasn't driving. Like, and so like the whole little recording is so funny. And at the end of it, when he was like, they were asking him, she was like, okay, close your eyes to do the test. And he's like, you close your motherfucking eyes. Like, it's the funniest shit ever. And at the end, after they, like, doing all this shit, telling them to do all the tests, he was like, fuck the shit. Take me to jail. <laughs> and so now, like, amongst me and my family, like, when we, like, talk about something, we'd be like, fuck the shit. <laughs> like, when so it's just done. When it's put a fork in you, you done. Fuck the shit. <laughs> just over. 
over. We should link that video in the podcast episode so everybody can watch it. I will link it in the show notes. Fuck the shit. And like he's doing like this. He's like, fuck the shit. Take me to jail. (laughs) So I'm going to name this episode dot 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 take me to jail. Take me to jail. It's the best. Like it's the funniest shit and that'd be the best name like take me to jail i've been to jail too by the way barefoot <laughs> angie jordan we're cutting this i so <laughs> Bisk, please tell all of our listeners <laughs> where they can find you i hope it's not with an inmate number i know that it's not because i see you right here um but if it was i would post something in the show notes so that they gave you money for your canteen but you don't need that <laughs> Because you're right here and you're not incarcerated. Fortunately, I'm here. And that only lasts about seven hours of my life. Barefoot. We're going to have to do a part two. We're going to have to have an Angie Jordan comes back part two. But we'll do Um, Angie Jordan tells her janky ass stories. It'll be dot, 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 take me to jail. And then it'll be dot, 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 build out. (laughs) (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. My old boss used to call me the queen of Newark. And the queen of the chocolatiers, because that was his way of calling my ass ghetto. <laughs> he was black too. He was black too. So no, no shame, but he just used to be like, you fucking go to, you need to go to Newark because Newark is kind of hood. He'd be like, go to Newark and like with the rest of your chocolatiers and be the queen of Newark. And I was like, yeah, that's me, queen of Newark. <laughs> Queen of the Chocolatiers. <laughs> so Angie cannot be found in Newark, but she can be found on social media. So yeah. drop your links, girl, bitch, please. I'll like tell them. I, well, I, okay, so I'm on Instagram and you can find me on Instagram at Angie M. Jordan. And so that's really the best way to contact me because I'm there every day with the shits and giggles and it's lots of fun. And I love to... um I don't know. Sometimes I wear the same shirt. I wore this one yesterday on Instagram too, and I have it on today. And so you could see that. You could see all my dumbass reels that I do. Um, and then you can come and meet me on Facebook. And the link is in the show notes for my Facebook. And that's really where you can find me. And that's it. That's the only place I prefer. Like, don't stalk me anywhere else. Come to Instagram. I'm on TikTok too. The link will be in the show notes too. Like, I don't do that much there. I really just prefer you to come and say hi to me on Instagram. Okay? You can slide into Angie's DMs and she'll respond back to you, too. Maybe, potentially. (laughs) Send me a DM and say, take me to jail. And I will do a video for you. Barefoot. I'll give you a video message. A special video message from me. Inspired by... Fuck shit. I love that this is going to drop in, I think, three weeks from now. And you're completely going to forget that you said that. And I'm oh, going to keep okay. this in here. And you're going to be like, why are all these yeah. people sliding in my DM? I'm going to take it to jail. Yeah. I'm going to take it by tomorrow. And Bethany's going to be like, remember when you said? And I was like, I don't fucking remember. I don't remember anything. Like, that's glorious, though. I'm glad I don't remember. Memory real short. You have, like, memento memory. Yeah, I, I got zero. <laughs> I got zero. And it, people, like, in my family, like, in my life, they know that. They'd be like, remember when you said? And they'd be like, oh, fuck. And you don't remember. I was like, no. So. I am so scared for your DMs next month. 
come holler at your take, girl. Take me to jail. Take me to jail. Fuck this shit. I don't know what's happening. Fuck that shit. They're saying wait, something about chatting over chowder. I don't know what's going on. Wait till I send y'all this video and you're just going to be like, I'm telling you, you're going to message me. You're going to go in my DMs today and say, take me to jail or fuck the shit. And I like, this is like our new, I'm going to, I'm getting a logo like this. <laughs> it kind of looks like a crane. Fuck the shit. Yeah. Fuck the shit. I don't know how to wrap up any other better way than us all together doing the fuck the shit. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Fuck, fuck the, the shit. shit. Take me to jail. <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay, stay super. super.